This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. Let's get back to basics this week. Zach's has this great ranking system for stocks, so why shouldn't we use it, right? Let's use it. What are the cheapest Zach's number one rank strong buy stocks? That was just basically my question for this week. We are in the middle of earnings season now, so the rank will change pretty often here. The rank can change daily, don't forget. So it's not like written in stone that once you're a number one rank, you stay there. But uh, the number one is the top of the top, the best of the best here at Zach's. We track over 4,000 stocks, and these number ones are just, at least today, 224 of them, the best of the best are the number ones. So it is a really narrow category. And remember what it means to be a number one is that those estimates should be on the rise. It doesn't look into anything else other than what is happening with the earnings estimates. And that's given to us from analysts. We analyze all the data, we put it in there, we get consensus. You can track, you know, how many are revising higher, how many going lower, but that earnings estimate, if it's on the rise, is a very bullish indicator. So that's why we use it. And that's why we look at the best of the best, which are just these number ones, the strongest buys. And again, there's just 224 of those. So I can start right there with just that. And then to find the cheapest ones, Um, I decided to use PE to start off with, and I went with the PE under 10 because that's pretty cheap. It's not like the cheapest of the cheaps, but I thought if I went to like five or something, there might not be that many. So I started with 10 and I used the forward PE, not the trailing. I know a lot of people look at Yahoo Finance and then they email me or they tweet at me, Tracy, this stock isn't cheap. It has a PE of 40. And then I go, ah. And I go and I look and on our side, it'll say something like, you know, 18 or something. And, but the trailing PE will be, you know, 40. And so we're looking only at the forward PE, which is what is those estimates that the analysts are revising higher or lower is based on. So when I did that with just Zach's number one ranks with the PE under 10, out of those 224 stocks, it gave me 35 stocks. So I didn't look at size or anything else. It just gave me the 35. But that's quite a few still. So I figure maybe I can add some more cheapness to it and um, get something even more attractive. So I added a price to sales ratio under one, which should give you value as well. Because remember, price to sales under one means you're getting every dollar of those sales you're getting for cheaper. So if it's a 0.7 price to sales ratio, that means I'm getting the sales for 70 cents on a dollar. And that's really what value investors like to do. We like to get it cheaper than what the company is making it for, basically. So who doesn't like a sale? We all do. So price to sales ratio under one is the stock on sale. And when I put that in there, combined with the PE under 10, it only gave me 13 stacks. So that's pretty narrow. And um, so I, I decided to go with it. And remember also with the price to sales ratio, a lot of Value investors like to use it because it's even a better indicator of value than PE because, eh, let's be frank, it's a lot harder to cheat on sales than it is on earnings. And by cheat, I mean just manipulate it. Um, you know, a lot of 
companies. There's ways that the accountants, right, can find another penny to meet the estimate or maybe to beat it by a cent or something like that. And a lot of people complain about that, that they are like messing with the numbers just to get another beat in there. But sales, a little bit harder to do that. I've still seen some shenanigans in my time when I was working as a lawyer, but um, it's a little bit harder. You either have the sale or you don't for the most part. And so a lot of people like to go off of that data. So of these cheapest 13, I actually am going to talk about the cheapest three stocks first, and then I picked out two others out of the list that I just thought were interesting. So I am going to go with the cheapest of the cheap here, cheapest Zach's number one ranks on PE and price to sales ratio. So the number one cheapest stock, we should have a drum roll please for this, is a Chinese company, and it is Sinopec, Shanghai Petroleum, or Petrochemical Company. SHI is the ticker. I think it just goes by Sinopec by most people. Um, This is very cheap. PE is just 4.7. Price to sales ratio is 0.25. Also, it pays quite a high dividend because it's in the petrochemicals. A lot of those kind of companies pay um, dividend yields. And so this one is quite high because the shares have plunged down. (laughs) So dividend yield, Yahoo Finance has it at 9.9%. The company has a market cap of 6.5 billion. So this is not a small cap, but because it's Chinese, we only have one estimate on it. So it's very lightly covered, but that one analyst did raise their estimate just last week, which is why you get the Zach's number one rank. So looking at their earnings, they made $7.17 in 2018. They're expected to make 780 here in 2019. So it's not a value trap. And that is up 8.8%. So I do like that. Um, Year to date, though, these shares are down 14.9%, which is why you get the cheapness factor. But over the last year, they're down 40%. So it's been a real slide over the last year, but could be an opportunity if you're looking around and you're interested in some of these Chinese companies. But a lot of the oil energy related chemical companies included are having a tough time of it here in 2019. But we got the Zach's number one rank because that one estimate has been raised. So that's the cheapest one out of the Zach's number one stocks based on PE and price to sales. Number two is called Health Insurance Innovations. H-I-I-Q is their ticker. They're headquartered in Florida, and they do accident, life insurance, dental and vision, and short-term medical care type of insurance. They're a small cap, though, $300 million, so complete opposite from Sinopec here, but just as cheap. PE is just 5.5. Price-to-sales ratio is 0.8. Year to date, not surprising, these shares are down 19.4%. So that's why you got the cheapness here. And over the last year, they're down 34.6. So it's been struggling a bit, but a lot of the insurance companies have been really weak um, over the last, I would say definitely in 2019, but maybe even before that because of the fear of Medicare for all. And a lot of the political um, ideas are percolating and 
historically before the elections, the national elections for president, a lot of times the health insurers have been hit the stocks. Um, it kind of started right before Obamacare. So the stocks were super nervous before that plan was finalized. But even in 2012, a little bit of it again in 2016. And now here we are heading into 2020 and they're starting to get a little nervous again too. So that's where you get the cheapness in these types of stock. You don't get any kind of dividend here. So there's nothing to kind of ease the pain with this one. But again, dirt cheap. Now I took a look at these earnings estimates and the reason it's the number one is four of the estimates are higher in the last 30 days for this year. So they made $2.60 a year ago. They're expected to make $3.92 this year. That's up 50%. And then 2020, still looking pretty good, looking for $4.52. That's another earnings gain of 15.3%. So despite the jitters and everybody fleeing these kinds of stocks, the insurers are doing well right now on the health insurance side and this dental and vision and everything. Um, these ones, uh, their their fundamentals look good, including some of the big guy, big players in this area, but the market is scared and running away, but that's why we get value stacks, right? So again, the PE is 5.5, price to sales is just 0.8. Okay, and then switching to the number three cheapest stacks of the number ones, Navient Corporation. And the ticker is N-A-V-I. This one has a PE of 6.3 and a price to sales ratio of 0.6. I took a look at um, what it does. So they're in, and this shouldn't be surprising that they're cheap, they're in student loans. <laughs> I was kind of looking around and I see like loans, they do like loan processing. What does that mean? And then I see 12 million student loans are their customers, 12 million customers in the student loans. They have 6,000 employees in 10 states and the market cap is about 3.3 billion. So they're a nice mid cap company, but they are on the student loan side. So I know some of you might be like, man, I already have student loans and I'm not, I'm certainly not investing in one, you know, forget that. So I get it. Maybe that's why they're cheap. But um, I took a look at some of their fundamentals. The earnings picture, almost no growth there. Uh, 2019, they're expected to see $2.15. They made two oh nine last year. So it's a little bit. It's 2.9% earnings growth. 2020, similarly, only 1.3% growth, just a few pennies higher for 2020 right now. But one estimate has moved higher in the last week for 2019, which is a bullish sign. And that's where you get the number one rank here. Um, sales are also on the decline a little bit this year and next year because it's just not a high growth market. Uh, so it is cheap for a reason. Um, I took a look at the shares, though. Year to date, these shares are up 54%. So it's still that dirt cheap, even though the shares are up that high. So it was oversold at the end of 2018, had a huge massive sell-off then with everybody fleeing. And over the last year, these shares are still down 1.6%. So you can see how big the sell-off was at the end of 2018, if they're still down, even though they're up 54% in the last six months. So... Um, Navient, maybe a lot of the rebound is priced in. Obviously, it was oversold and investors did go in there. You do get a dividend yield for um, your troubles with this one, though, yielding 4.7%. That's pretty juicy, but that's basically probably why you're buying a, a stock like this is for that dividend. 
Okay, so those are the three cheapest out of the screen that I ran. And then I just picked two more that are still cheap because they were still among these 13 stocks. But um, I skipped over a couple names because I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit. So number four stock is Ford, ticker F. They have a PE of just 7.6 right now and a price to sales ratio of 0.3. They have a huge market cap, 41 billion, and they have seen a big rebound off of their those lows in 2018. So year to date, these shares up 35%, but still cheap. And one year though, they're still down um, almost 5% on the last year because they were really beaten up at the end of last year. It does pay a dividend. And I know a lot of you want to buy it for that reason. It's 5.7% right now on Ford. So I took a look at these earnings and it's not looking too bad for 2019. Uh, they made um, a dollar thirty and expected to make a dollar thirty nine this year, so that's gain of six point nine percent. I was looking at my numbers here and thinking maybe I had it switched around, but no, they are supposed to see six point nine percent earnings growth, and one of those estimates is higher in the last thirty days. So some analysts a little bullish in there. Um, and that's not value trap sign right there because they are growing the earnings. But 2020, they're showing just about flat. We have a dollar thirty-eight versus a dollar thirty-nine for this year, so it's down a penny, but basically flat. But the analysts will be waiting a little bit more info. They're going to need to decide what's what they think is going to happen for 2020. Um, I did take a look at the sales growth. It is down slightly. In 2019, it's supposed to be down 0.8%. In 2020, down 0.1%. So down just fractionally, not even a whole percentage point down. So that's not awful either. While I'd like to see sales growing, it's not a requirement for value investors necessarily um, to see that, but um, not awful. So that's Ford, ticker F. And then our final stock is a new one to the list because they just reported earnings. So that's another thing you should know with all of these stocks that I just mentioned, the t the four that I've just mentioned, none of them have reported earnings yet in this earnings cycle. So the rank will change, their earnings estimates will change further. And then we might get more info too on like what the outlook is looking like and maybe even for 2020. So that's something to keep in mind when you're investing in anything during earnings season. Make sure you up to date your information once they have reported. So, but this stack, the fifth one has already reported. So we already have some of the new data here, Delta, ticker DAL. They've already reported the first of the airlines and it was a really solid report, but these shares are still cheap. So they have a PE of eight, 0.9 right now and a price to sales of 0.9. So just kind of getting in underneath the uh, cutoffs here, but still pretty cheap. Now, historically, the airlines have traded very cheaply because they didn't have a lot of growth. And so the street basically treated them as perpetual value stocks. So that's still the case today. But some of the PEs have snuck up there at 11, 12, 13 times. And that's getting a little pricey for 
airlines that don't have as big a growth. So this one, though, again, is trading at 8.9. So it is a little cheaper than some of the others I've seen recently. It has that big market cap, 40 billion market cap. And um, year to date, these shares up 26%. And then over the last year, they're still up 23%. So they've just kind of been treading water, hanging out over the last year. Um, not as awful of sell-offs of some of these other value stocks here. And you do get a dividend yielding 2.6%. So we take a look at those earnings estimates and sure enough, it's got the number one rank because after that solid earnings report, the analysts all moved to revise their estimates higher for 2019. So five estimates were revised higher since their earnings report. And now those earnings estimates are really jumping. So they made $5.65 last year. They're expected to make now seven oh six this year. That's up 25% year over year. That's really great growth on the earnings side. And 30 days ago, they were only expected to make 665. So that's a big jump in um, the earnings consensus there over just the last month. So this report was really bullish and really is pushing those analysts to revise a lot higher. Now, 2020 expected to see a little bit of growth again, $7.40 versus the 706. That's on the move higher too, um, but that's up 4.9% right now, but it's still a little early to be looking at 2020, although we're starting to get a little bit of guidance in for, for it. So um, that's something to keep an eye on too for the next for next year because we're in the second half of the year. But remember, Delta does not fly the Boeing Max planes. So it does not have anything, you know, sitting on the tarmac and having to mess around with its schedule or cutting flights and capacity like some of its competitors. So that's a real advantage here because it looks like those Max planes might not be back in the air until 2020. It's unclear yet, but it may be that long. So Delta is kind of in favor now and it's still a value stock and that could be an interesting play in the airline sector. So those are the five of the number ones that are pretty cheap right now, the, the three cheapest I gave you, and then two others that are looking interesting. So yeah, the cheap stocks are not all boring right now. So let us recap what those stocks are again. We had the Sinopec, that's with that really high dividend yield, almost 10%, but it's China, and it's in an area that's a little challenged here in 2019, but Cinepec, S-H-I, and it has that PE of just 4.7. And then on healthcare side, Health Insurance Innovations, H-I-I-Q, very small cap, but also really cheap with the PE of 5.5. And then we had Navient Corp, N-A-V-I, that's the student loans, PE of 6.3. Then we had Ford, ticker F, PE of 7.5. So still really cheap, even though those shares have spiked year to date. And then we had Delta, D-A-L, PE of 8.9. And um, with their good earnings report, they are, you know, rocking that number one rank here as those estimates are being revised higher. So I'll keep an eye on all the cheap stocks during earnings season. And I'm going to be doing a podcast coming up after 
after the success of this recent one I just did on the Money or, or Your Life book where I covered some of the Vanguard ETFs, I got a lot of questions about some of the other value ETFs. And I haven't done the value ETF podcast for a while. So I'm going to do it again because everything changes in the ETF world and there's always new ETFs. Some of the old ones close down. And so it'll be interesting to see what's going on with those. So that is coming up. And as always, even though I keep promising it, the intelligent investor analysis will be coming up as well soon this summer. So you don't want to miss a single episode. And I know a lot of you are subscribed to the program on Apple Podcasts. We have a standalone show there and you're on Spotify. So thanks for subscribing there. And we're also on SoundCloud under the Zach's Market Edge name. So search for Zach's Market Edge over there and you'll get two shows for one, both the Market Edge and the um, Value Investor are over there. But be sure to get us somewhere and I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.